Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. Let's bring back the concept of um, writing a handbook for your daughters, a handbook for your daughters. Okay, really important concept because a lot of your wisdom is going to come when you think of as if your daughter was in a similar situation. Because I have the advantage of having an eight-year-old daughter right now. If she had a guy where she's kind of trying to figure a few things out, she's trying to get her bearings, she's trying to thrive. If a boy kept showing up and interrupting that process, I'd want to smack the boy with a two-by-four and say, leave her alone while she gets some momentum on her thriving. She's got to get rolling on her thriving. I want you to move from your animal brain, ladies, into your motherly instincts for a second, all right? And let's imagine a almost perfect scenario for our daughters. As 18-year-olds, we don't want our daughters running around putting themselves on the meat market saying, hi, I'm looking for a boy who will accept me for who I am and who I can spend the rest of my life nurturing. Okay, that's not where we want our 18-year-old daughters' heads at. We want our 18-year-old daughters to be getting some cool stuff going, to getting some momentum going, to getting some energy going. So we would want a boy, when he shows up, to be having the mindset of, I'd like to get to know you and where you're going and what you're doing with your life. So I can think of ways I can preside, provide, and protect what you've got going on there. Because what's going to be going on five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, the girl's brain, your brain, is going to be practically 95% consumed with trying to figure out how to raise these kids, keep this house going, uh, make sure there's enough money, budgeting things, all this stuff. And she needs a teammate who's doing the scientific version of empathy, which is not the feeling of empathy, but he can kind of watch and see what's needed before it's being asked for. He doesn't have to talk about it. What actually happens in a healthy relationship is a girl, we want her to roll, be rolling. She's making some cool things happen. Once the guy shows an investment in helping empower her and making sure she is going to thrive and do well, what happens to a girl's brain when she's in the presence of someone who regularly helps her thrive? If she's in the presence of someone who's regularly paying attention to presiding, providing, and protecting her thriving, the brain automatically goes into a, how can I reinforce that? How can I encourage that? How can I nurture the very entity that is providing me with provisions, um, protections, and presiding leadership. This is where the circle of life starts to occur is she starts to nurture the very entity that is bringing the resources to her. Why do you want the girl to wait for him to demonstrate that he can preside, provide, and protect for her before you want 
about your daughter nurturing him. You guys don't even have to think about it. What happens when a girl nurtures a boy before he protects and provides for her? You don't even have to think about it, right? You automatically, everything's upside down right off the bat. Oh, girlfriend, you're going to get burned big time, okay? And if you keep doing that when you're over 20 years old, you're even burned more. Why do you always let the boy demonstrate some version of preside, provide, protect before you want her nurturing? Because it's really healthier that way. It's always better that way. So ladies, nurture, but don't nurture more than he presides, provides, and protects. Because you're trying to kick that. That's what you do with children. With children, you nurture more than they deserve. You don't do that with a spouse. Okay? Always be kind because you're a kind person. That's not the same as being nurturing. Just be kind to yourself. Um, if you're not thriving, if you're not moving in a good direction, then he's not even knowing what he's going to be helping to support as you thrive. So what do you say? What would you want your daughter to say as she's getting started in college or getting my, my daughter's right in that phase? She just says, I may or may not be interested in building a relationship with you right now. I need the space to really get my own stuff going. It's not about a relationship right now. She's got to finish her high school stuff. She's got to get ready for tryouts for the college drill team. She's got to do all this stuff. She doesn't have time to work on a relationship. If you really care about me, just support me in what I need to do to get my life rolling. If you really love me, if you're really empathizing with me, just provide and protect me. Don't try to have a relationship with me. I hope you've enjoyed what you've been listening to. As you can tell, it's a very brief clip of what can be found in the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. There's a whole lot more I want to provide you with and to teach you. So please go to LazarusLectures.com, L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com, and access the whole program. See you soon.